Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. We're thrilled to be with you here today. If you are a new listener to our program or this show, we're all about, just like we said, turning owner-operators into CEOs and helping CEOs become more remarkable CEOs, turning that job into a business, not only a business, but a business that's remarkable, which means it's scalable, it's durable, it's transferable. We take you through the four seasons of the chiropractor's journey from launching to building to scaling to exiting. Hey, listen, that's the journey. And uh, we're here with you. We want to journey with you through all four seasons. We love this podcast because we dig deep into the season. Season three, particularly on this episode, we're going to be digging into the team element, uh, specifically the journey of your team. And I don't know about you, Doc. For me, been talking to a lot of CEOs recently about finding and then also keeping a players. And uh, that has been a challenge as of late and uh, not just finding doctors. I know we've talked about associate doctors, but even just finding team members uh, these days has been a real challenge. So we're going to talk today about not only how to attract uh, and then convert A players, but also how to keep uh, A players. And really, what does it look like to build that career uh, within a chiropractic practice like your own as CEOs? That's the way we should be approaching this. Uh, so we're going to have a conversation about that today, Doc. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm just fresh off of the heels of a phenomenal weekend out in Santa Fe. We were out in Albuquerque in Santa Fe, out in New Mexico at the Ultimate Achievers Club, which is just an awesome uh, mastermind, chiropractics mastermind. It's just so honored to be you know, I'm, I'm on the board of that group and just mixing in with just some of the top chiropractors in the world, so many phenomenal conversations and most of them end up right here, <laughs> you know, starting, you know, you're talking about team, you know, so whether you're talking about, you know, your front desk CAs or your business office people or your marketing people or your associate doctors or their role as a CEO and the owner and their, you know, office manager or COO, chief operations officer. I mean, these conversations, uh, you know, almost everything almost boils down to team, Dr. Pete which is why we're inspired to have this conversation today because you know we're we're looking at this very interesting dynamic that is uh, that we're coming out of out of the last 12 months which we're in right now and promises to shift and change in the future right and it's the availability of a players in the marketplace so we're coming out of like the last 12 months have been arguably the most challenged most difficult hiring uh, environment in in history, it's unprecedented to have this difficult of a time finding A players and great people who are available to work, who want to work, who are responding to ads, et cetera, right? So in a, in a, in a challenging hiring environment like that, uh, where the demand for A players is so high, you're exposed, right? So you're exposed. So you could lose A players. Not only, no, you know, you, it's like a compounding problem. Not only can you not find new A players to build your team, but you could actually lose your A players either because they they realize they can they can look around and you know they could leave you go down the street to make another five bucks an hour or whatever and for some people that's just a game changer for them right so 
or they might be getting poached by you know another organization that's actually out on the lookout for people like that and offering them just a better opportunity and you know uh, a runway to a better future for them right so today's conversation is going to be like wow let's make sure that we don't have that level of exposure in our practices um, and share best practices around how to set your team up for success set your business up for success by giving those a players a clear view like a runway towards uh, a, su a successful career path in your practice dr pete they say that hiring the wrong person will cost you three times their salary a year and losing the right person will cost you five times their salary so one of the things that and that's just a painful uh statistic to hear once again um and hopefully it starts settling it uh for, for all of us so we get this right you know the the big shift for me doc happened when you know in in practice when i realized that and now we have we have language we have put towards this which is a, the perspective of the ceo but i but i recognized that early on in practice i was attracting and then hiring people that were uh, coming and then they were going and I realized that I had to make a mental shift, Doc. And I'm going to tell you exactly what my mental shift was right now. And it's nothing profound, but it had a profound impact on my, the rest of my career and all the way up to this point, which was I stopped looking to hire people for specific positions. I started looking to hire people that wanted to make a career out of working in chiropractic. And when I changed my perspective and I changed that view and I changed that conversation, it actually changed who I attracted and who we hired. And we, we changed the way that we were um, running our business. I mean, everything really changed. We started attracting and then hiring people that were actually looking to make a career move and make a career out of being in our office, actually working in a chiropractic business. And that's when I started to see, you know, my business truly transform. And that's what is possible. I, be I believe for all of us. And as you talked about the, 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 the change that's happening, that has happened in the last 12 months and what's coming. Uh, and, and we've talked about this actually in some previous, in previous modules. But the first thing I want to challenge all of you to right now is to shift the perspective, very simple adjustment, mental adjustment that changed the game for me, which was I hire people that want to make a career out of working in this office. And that mental shift changed the game for me. I immediately started attracting and keeping people, which is actually interesting because even after selling my practice, looking back, still to this day, to this day, two of the people are still there. And they have a position in the career, still working in the very office, two people in administrative positions as CA, still working at the office five years later. I still have that. And two of the other people still working in this industry uh, to this day. Why? Career positions. So I started thinking about that, Dr. Steven. And I was thinking about this as we were preparing for this podcast. Like, what was the difference? It was that from the beginning, it was clear in my mind first what I was looking for. And it became, that became the filter with which I was willing to bring people in. Doc, it is, it is huge. So I'm going to open this up a little bit, Dr. Pete, because, you know, I think what you're describing there is, you know, you're shifting your mindset and creating a new possibility, right? So I think in 
most chiropractic practices, probably most small businesses, but let's just talk about the chiropractic practice. So many chiropractors, they hire a, somebody who's going to be nice, who they like, who's going to be reliable, who will hopefully show up for work for regularly and do a great job for two, three, four, five years, maybe, right? And there's a hope that maybe, maybe they'll stick around, right? So so it's almost like this expectation that there'll be a great deal of turnover in their pra- in your in your practice, right? So super people, but you know they're here. You know this is this is a stepping stone for them, right? In their in their career path and their process, right? What you're describing is the other end of the spectrum, which is well, how how about this? How about instead of expecting that they're only going to stay for two, three, four years, what have you? How about we expect that they're going to stay for a career? And what would that look like if they did, right? So how do we how do we create an environment where they recognize that they'd be more successful with us than without us, right? So the role of the CEO. So I'm going to suggest this for the sake of this conversation, that that this is an and conversation, not an or conversation. Because I think what the reality is, is what you're going to find is you're going to, you're going to find some awesome people, truly A players who share your core values and buy into your vision story, who you're their time with you will be a season. It will be a stepping stone. Whereas you will, in this process, you will unearth some gems that are planning on staying with a career because you've given them a career path. You've given them uh, an ascension plan and they eventually will become the cornerstones of your practice. I love that. Uh, I love that language and I love that conversation because you know, if you think about the, just a brick and mortar model, like you're building a business or you're building a building, they, they always bring you to the cornerstone, right? Uh, the thing that was set that everything else was hinged upon. You know, I look at people that are, you know, remodeling their houses or remodeling and they always say, these, these are the, what they call uh, load bearing walls and you cannot change those, but they have the other wall, but you can knock those ones down. We're looking for load-bearing walls. We're looking for those beams that have to stay in, in your practice where we build our, our uh, infrastructure around these things that can bear the load, right? They can, they can carry that weight. And, and, and that's essentially what you know, we're, we're looking at doing. And I think as we, you be transition, you become a CEO and you step full, fully into that role and you embrace it wholeheartedly, you recognize that. In, in order for us to not only create scalability, which I think a lot of people, Dr. Stephen, they, I think the word scaling and scalability is, is, um, is, is generally understood, generally. Um, but the, the elusive one is the durability piece. That, that tends to just, mm, man, I like, I'm definitely intrigued, but man, it seems to just, it slips my grasp. I just can't take hold of it. This, a key piece, it, it would be, impossible to truly create durability without this. And I was having some meetings this week. We were training on training and the value of training from a CEO's perspective. And my thing I just leaned heavily into is I said, listen, durability is not possible without a training culture at the foundation of your company, your organization from here through next and ultimately. It cannot happen. And that's how I leaned in. I said, listen, so embrace this wholeheartedly, the culture of training. And, and A players will not tolerate a, uh, an environment where they're not valued and training isn't at the, at the center of it. So that's, a, that's an, a key piece to this. You know, creating durability, it's not really possible for us to create businesses that truly are built to last unless we have those people. 
I had this conversation with uh, one of our remarkable coaches, Dr. Sebastian Bonham, truly remarkable Dr. Sebastian, on a, you know, on a bus ride, actually, in uh, Santa Fe this weekend. We were, and, you know, I we were talking about training and training the team. And, and I said to him that the clearest way to convey your value to another human being is to spend time with them, right? So, you know, as a leader, as a business owner, uh, you know, when you have team members and employees, they notice where you spend time with them, right? So, and whether it's with your doctors or your office manager or your CAs, spending time with them training is the highest and best use of your time, energy, focus, and money, in my opinion. And, and I think like marketing is a distant second. So that's how critically important it is. So, you know, when you are bringing on these A players, like you said, they they demand, they require training and development and for you to spend time with them to raise them up. So, you know, ultimately that has to be part of the expectation. If you're, you can't just put a career path out in front of somebody and be able to say, yeah, look, there's a lot of runway here for you. There's an ascension, you know, um, you, you just, all you have to do is stay. And the longer you stay, um, the more responsibility we'll give you and then we'll just pay you more. <laughs> and so that, you know, that's not the model, right? So the model is, is that in this practice, what we reward is when you add more value to the brand. You want to capture more value. In other words, you want to get paid more. Um, we want we reward you adding value to the practice. In other words, as far as I'm concerned, it's take on more responsibility. Like what responsibilities can you take on? We can train and develop you so that you're awesome at those responsibilities. Once you've proven yourself into that, we'll give you more opportunity. And with those opportunities comes taking on more responsibilities, right? So as you take on more responsibilities, you're adding more value and therefore you can capture more value. In other words, you'll get paid more, right? So um, the, the broken model in most small businesses, especially chiropractic practices is, whoa, look at that. You... Uh, you survived another 90 days. Here we are at your quarterly review. Uh, I guess it's time to give you a raise, right? So, you know, you you don't get what you want. You get what you recognize and reward, right? So if it's just, hey, just stick around and uh, we'll give you a title and more money, <laughs> that is not the way to do it. Dr. Pete, we want to make sure that this is a well-defined success pathway. And I, vis I visualize it like a staircase that a CA could climb right to the top. You know, you you take them from a front desk CA to a back office or business office CA, and you groom them for the office manager position. And then ultimately for that right person to move them into the role of COO. Uh, this is the remarkable Ascension plan that we've got for our team members. Yeah, we've actually got a great plan. And Doc, what I would love it if we could uh, maybe even include the, uh, we've created a graphic. It'd be awesome if uh, our listeners could even get their eyes on, on that. So I'd love to add that as, as part of today's show. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. But I would like to talk about, because we always talk about the objectives of the position on the scorecard, right? Those three bullets. This is why this position exists. This is the, this is every, every role exists to do a set of functions. Those functions are de designed to drive an outcome, right? That kind of conversation. So 
I love to just talk a little bit about even that the graphic. It just it's simple, but it's it's a cool graphic for you to be able to see. Like you talk about the stairway. What does that journey actually? What could it be? I know this is a this is a a podcast. So for if unless you're watching us on YouTube right now, which is awesome, I, I love that we've got our. Um, Tasha from our team has just done such an awesome job with the new thumbnails on our uh, on our podcast episodes. It's yeah. so great. She's done awesome. Thank, Thank you, Tasha. So you can watch us on YouTube, uh, which we love, but we'll include this infographic, which shows an ascension plan for a team member to go through this, this sort of stepwise progression through a career. And the way you would use this, this is number one, it makes it easy for you, Doc, for you to get your head around is like, okay, what does this entail? And it's set up so that there's bulleted job descriptions and you know, each new role comes with a, a broadened scope of responsibility. And that's just delineated in in a bulleted job description that just continues to grow in scope, right? So and so you get your head around it, but also um, probably more importantly for you to be able to communicate it to your team. People are very visual, right? So if you can show them like literally, here's your pathway, right? There's a career here for you if that's something that aligns with your vision story of your life. So you can use this in communication during an interview, right? So, you know, with that right person, you can you can give people need to see a runway. They need they want to yeah. see a better future, you know, with you than without you. So this would help you convey that. And it's also something that you can bring to your quarterly reviews, right? So to, you know, excite somebody or for somebody to recognize that, man, there's opportunity here for you. And then also it's a place for you to create definition around what their role is, their job description. So you don't just have these wonky titles that are sort of undefined and you, it means one thing right. to you and means one thing to them. And you know, that's where we get into trouble. Yeah. I think, I think this is, this is huge. We go back to identity, you know, like what is the identity of your team member? So we, we hire people for very specific roles and, you know, this is funny because, you know, we always talk about sports, but my son, one of my sons just started playing football. Okay. So he's played like flag football and, and other things throughout the years, but now he's playing like official, like pads, helmet, the gear, like, oh, legit, yeah. like real football. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. So anyway, but what's interesting is because I'm paying a lot of attention to the coaches. I love watching coaches. He's got, a, there's a bunch of coaches, offensive coach, defensive coach, head coach. Uh, I forget what the other one is assistant coach. Yeah. Special team coach on the team. These are young kids, you know what I'm saying? But they have coaches. Well, what, one of the things they start at his age is they say, listen, you're going to play a lot of different positions. And that's the expectation that was set. So my son, Christian may say, I want to play linebacker or whatever he wants to do, but you know what? He has to, the way they designed it is they said, Oh, you guys are going to play in multiple positions on offense, on defense, and you're going to get to experience the game. And what's cool is that they will over time find a position that they fit better in. And then they ascend into that. By the time you get to, you know, high school, not high school, but typically college, definitely pro, you are clearly defined in your position. There's an ascension, essentially starting with, you know, and you're a young kid, you go on the field, you play a lot of positions, you get a little bit older, maybe a few less positions. But as you continue developing, there's an ascension plan and essentially it lands you in this is your position. It's, it's very similar in many ways in our offices, right? You bring somebody in, we have them in a very specific position. We do, but essentially they're growing into a ultimate position that they're going to end up as. You're moving people along the journey in your business, essentially into a position that they were created for 
ultimately. And you've been on that same journey. You started as an owner. You were, you were, you were the bottle washer. You were the chef. You were, you were doing every part. You were the front of the house, back of the house. You were, you were drawing up the menu. You were putting the, the, turning the lights on. You were sweeping the floors at the end of the night. You did it all. And eventually what happened, you developed and you elevated a new journey through this ascension. Each person that's coming into your team has that same opportunity to do that with your company. The right person, you say it's the right person. That should excite them when you share with them that vision of here's what's possible, right? These are the opportunities that this, this company can offer you. That's powerful. If somebody can see that, they see the end of the runway. That's when they leave. Yeah. That's when they bail out. Mentally, yeah. they start checking out. And then physically, they may end up getting poached, but that poaching may be them looking around and uh, then they're out. All and right. if we want to avoid that from happening, we got to show the path. So let's talk about a very specific runway, right? Let's talk about the runway from that front desk to straight up the ladder to uh, office manager, eventually COO. So this calls for a very specific human being. So, uh, you know, in, in our experience with testing, doing cognitive testing uh, at Cairo Matchmakers with all of these CAs, back office managers, office managers, and eventually COOs, there's a very specific cognitive profile that you will see, which is a predictive behavioral profile. Um, now, what we're testing, we're testing things like dominance and extroversion, pace, patience, compliance, their energy style, logic levels, right? So these, this is all an objective and quantifiable assessment. You're basically blood typing people, right? So the the type of person you know the roles that we teach in the remarkable practice are so things like check in CA, check out CA, tech CA, back office CA, and then of course you've got your office manager, your COO, you got the CEO. You have different types of doctors. You've got caregivers and business builders, and all of these people show up with very specific cognitive profiles on uh, what we call the pro scan, right? So when we're looking to let's say groom somebody to become the office manager, maybe even the COO one day. Dr. Pete, there's a very specific profile that they typically meet, right? So this is a this is going to be essentially a really a high detail person, right? So um, commonly they're introverted, they're around somewhere around midline on their dominance, but they're going to be high pace, high patience, right? They're going to have high conformity, right? This is the detail person, follow the systems, follow the rules, right? They're typically going to have high tenacity. That's like the gold, you know, if you can hit that one, that's the ringing the bell um, or high allegiance. Uh, that's typically what you'll see high, uh, m more on the logic side of the logic versus, you know, the, the, the head versus the heart stuff. So this is just a, a basic profile. And that's, that's also typically the person that makes a great checkout CA. Okay. So let's just pull it all the way back to like an, I won't say call it an entry level position, but the reality is, is that starting at the front desk, right? So the person that makes a great check out CA, okay, versus a check-in CA, check-in CAs are those big personalities, extroverts, you know, life of the party, they're natural promoters, right? Say so they they start that healing energy and love at the door, helping create that, you know, connection with the practice. We're talking about their counterpart on the other side of the desk, who is more details oriented. They tend to be more introverted, right? More, you know, they're that person that's gonna be a high compliance person. They're your compliance officer. In fact, they make sure that the pencils are all lined up. The book is right. The book is balanced at the end of the night. The schedule book is perfect, et cetera, right? So this high details person is usually the person that will be a great candidate to one day move their way up the ladder we're talking about right now, which is you'd go from from the front desk as a check out CA where you're running the front desk 
you know, we call them the boss of tomorrow, right? In charge of the schedule book. They're that compliance officer to make sure everybody follows their policies. And of course, over-the-counter collections is typically part of their role, right? So this person, once you find this person, know that they you want to want to put a runway in front of this person because chances are they could get bored at the front desk. They'd be like, I need to get challenged. I want to grow and go, as most A players do. So give them a place to grow into, right? So the next step in this is the back office CA or business office CA, right? So they become the business office CA. They make the ascension into that role when they take on the responsibilities of running the practice. So they go from running the front desk to running the practice, which means they're in charge of the practice schedule, patient files and accounts, the business office payroll type stuff, right? This is your back office, business office person. Again, you can hear all that high detail work, right? Now, if they continue along this career path, the next ascension for them would go from back office or business office manager to office manager. And they become the office manager once they start taking on the responsibility of running the team, right? So they go from running the front desk to running the practice to now running the team, okay? So this is where they're in charge of HR, so development, hiring, and firing. They're in charge of account the accountability chart and the actual team's schedule itself, team meetings and vital signs that run the metrics report, et cetera. So now you've got somebody who's an office manager. The big skill set there is the leadership component of it, right? So if you're a traction fan, they, t- they talk about this is, the, this is that type of person who is strong in accountability, right? So the, their leadership, their LMA standard, um, uh, style, leadership, management, and accountability. They're leading the team, they're managing the team, and they're holding the team accountable, right? So this person's so critically uh, valuable to the practice itself. This is a big step in their ascension, taking on more responsibility, adding more value to the practice. So they should be capturing more value as the office manager. And then finally, the the fourth step to this, to the top of their ascension, would be to COO when they take on the responsibility of running the business, right? So this is where they're running the operations, making sure that all SOP is followed, standing operating procedure is followed. Everybody's doing the right work the right way, right? The reporting systems that we have in place and the meeting rhythms that make up what we call the COS or the chiropractic operating system, right? So all the reporting systems and the meeting rhythms, that's the purview, that's the that is the domain of the COO. They help the, the, the business owner run the business. So the CEO can lead the business, right? And then, of course, financials, right? The fruit, uh, the output of the practice from the financial perspective. They're in charge of the P&L, right? So they're accountable to the P&L. So the ascension goes from checkout CA where they're running the front desk. The next step is to the back office CA where they're running the practice to the next step is the office manager where they're running the team to the fourth and final step, which is the COO where they're running the business. So doc, as we, as we wrap this, this is so powerful. And I think, you know, everybody has a, not only a, a visual because you can get that, but also just, you painted that picture so, so well, you were, you used a couple of words. I just want to just hover over for a second. One of them was you use the word if, if they, if they decide, if they uh, ascend into that position, what you got to recognize is as you look at those four positions is typically this ascension happens as the business grows. Okay. As the business grows, people grow with the business. You also had said earlier that, you know, as you add more value, you can capture more value. So in other words, this person is typically a catalyst type person, meaning 
their energy in the business is catalyst. It's a catalyst. It's helping grow the business. And there's a natural flow to this. And so as I move in, I'm, I almost ca I, I catapult into this position because there's it, almost like there's a force behind this person that they elevate, they, they are moving. And you have to recognize this as a leader, like this person is, is moving. I must move them into this position because otherwise you might lose them. So recognize the energy that this person is bringing, that that energy is what you're paying a very close attention to as the leader. And you're moving them with that into that. So there's a catalyst. So the if is a big one for me, because if you recognize somebody settles in, let's say they ascend from the checkout day into the back office day and they settle in there, they may never move into that office manager position. Dr. Steven, you've had experiences with this, right? And that's absolutely great. They may quote unquote settle into this position where that becomes their zone of genius and they're there. When that checkout CA moves into back office, you are moving another person into checkout CA. That person may move from checkout CA to back office for a season to train with into the office manager position and ascend into that office manager position. Essentially, all those four that you just named, someone will be in that position eventually. Because as the business grows, you're teams will grow and you're going to have somebody who's a checkout CA, a back office CA, an office manager, and the COO. You may end up with all four of those positions eventually. And so recognize that this is this is not only the, the journey and the ascension path for a player, it, it could be the ascension path for multiple people and each one of these positions being filled. So as you look at your now, next, and ultimate organizational accountability grids and charts, see it this way. You have to see this way. Like, each one of these positions ultimately must be fulfilled by a person. As your business grows, that will be a requirement. Smaller businesses, you got people wearing multiple hats. And there's going to be some crossing over. That will happen. But eventually, that role will be cut too big for somebody. Go back to the conversation we had about the uh, capacity tachometer. That will become too much. And that's when you recognize we need to fill that position with another, a full-time person now. Because this other role is requiring your full attention at this point, right? It's, it's so again, exactly right. it's su such an important conversation, Docs. But anyway, th those were just a couple of points I just want to drive home on this conversation because we have to be able to see the, the now. Where are we now? Where are we going next in the next 12 months? Where are we going ultimately in the next three years? And start to see through the lens of your accountability chart, the accountability grid, where we're going to end up needing to fulfill these roles. That's how we approach this as the CEOs. So again, we've given you the infographic. You'll see that here as part of the show notes here. So take that, bring that, like Dr. Steven said, into a future uh, team meeting, bring it into your hiring, bring it into those monthly or quarterly um, meetups and reviews with the appropriate people and, and cast that vision. Show them the runway. Again, this is going to be our strategy. We're not only finding, but we're keeping A players. We're creating career opportunities for people so that we can truly achieve the vision, the ultimate vision that you have for your business. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.